Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. to the Liberate Yourself podcast, where we discuss metaphysical and practical ways to cultivate personal sovereignty in these greatly transitional times. I'm excited to bring you this enlightening and informative conversation with my magical best friend, Megan Infin. Megan is an energy healer, intuitive, and all-around high-conscious lady. We discuss matters like keeping up our energetic health and resilience, as well as supporting our spiritual development and collective evolution on this planet. This is the kind of conversation where much resources are shared, so I included links to the material we discuss in the show notes, so don't worry about writing things down. Just sit back, relax, and let's get to it. Hello, my magical friend, Megan. (laughs) (laughs) I had to sing to you because I know you. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. I feel pressure to sing back now. Will we be singing through the whole podcast? (laughs) No, we don't have to. Okay. (laughs) So I am very excited to have you, of course, because you are my, my magical friend, Megan. And magical as in... You have your fingers in a lot of energetic pies, so to speak. You're a graduate of Donna Eden's medicine, heal energy medicine program. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Eden Energy Medicine. Eden yeah. Energy Medicine. So you're an energy healer and worker, and you're a certified health coach as well. And you currently manage a float facility. What, what do you call it? Float spa? Mm-hmm. Float. Okay. Yeah. We call float. it a float spa. Yeah. So float spa here in Seattle, Washington. So there's lots to talk about. Um, but basically I kind of have everyone start out by sort of describing, introducing themselves, but also just describing like your spiritual journey up to this point, especially like how you were led to energetic medicine and those kinds of healing modalities because you're very passionate about those and very informative informative yeah informative about them (laughs) (laughs) okay sure well first I should apologize if you do hear some light snoring in the background that's my dog and there's really no way around it he has to be next to me at all times and that's the life and I love it. <laughs> so, oh goodness. Well, it's hard to say when my journey started because right. um, my my soul was leading me to this point for all of this lifetime if not other lifetimes. So sure. and I was a spiritual child although it took me It was in hindsight that I realized that. But as a kid, I was always looking um, to be alone in nature. And um, so now I realize that I was always sort of meditating in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I became kind of a religious teenager (laughs) because that was the spirituality that was a part of my world at the time. 
And then eventually, like many people, it was from sort of falling into the depths of depression that brought me to my current spiritual path. So just like a really terrible breakup that led me to just like anguish and despair that I've never felt before. And I knew, I know now that that was, that was meant to lead me to my spiritual path. So, you know, I started picking up these books to help me out of the dark place that I was in. And the first one was Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss. Mm. So the, the story of um, past life regressions and it's incredible. It's, it's a great intro to past lives book. If, if anyone is interested, um, I've turned many people onto it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and that just, you know, that was the knowing that I needed that this life is, um, more than, you know, physical, (laughs) just the physical. Exactly. And, and like we're led to believe. (laughs) Exactly. So, so that was, that was a big turning point for me. And then from there it was like, okay, I got a health coach and then I wanted to be a health coach because I wanted to help people in that way. And, and then just like health and nutrition and, and talk therapy wasn't enough. I wanted to find a bigger way to help people. So I studied um, energy healing and Reiki and then Donna Eden's book, Energy Medicine, jumped off the shelf at me, as they do. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, just it came at you? Literally. <laughs> yeah. I remember it so clearly. You know, that was it for me. She became my teacher and mentor, and um, I went through her four-year program, and I'm still studying under her, doing some advanced classes here and there, and that's how I got to where I am today. Mm-hmm. And let me, can I jump in real quick and kind of tell our serendipitous story? Yes. So you're now only a few, we now only live a few blocks away from each other, which is really interesting because we first met in New York City when we both worked at um, a consignment shop. Um, and I also went over the story with Bree Von Zetpen, who I just interviewed as well in, I believe, Transmission 14. We actually all worked together there. There was some overlap, but I met you first and we were actually, what, 28? So we were both 28 years old and we both had fashion design degrees and we were both like trying to figure that out, you know, in New York, like, I don't know. We don't know what we were doing and it just wasn't (laughs) working. And like, and so basically like Saturn return came up for both of us at the same time, but you left to go work. Uh, do your health coaching and other things. And I left uh, the state even. I went back to Texas and we just lost touch. And then I actually moved back. I had lived in Seattle in my 20s. I was actually drawn back here about three years ago. And when I got here, I had, we had not talked at all. You were alerted that I had moved back here. You actually moved here about six months before I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we ended up being like just 15 minutes from each other on the other side of the country from where we had met. And um, we reconnected. And yeah, here we are. And we had both like taken a more spiritual path independently of each other. Like 
on our own. And now when we linked back up, we were talking about the same kinds of, of things like metaphysical things and spiritual things. And, uh, it was, so it was really fascinating. Like we got a lot, we were kind of paralleling and yeah. uh, in, in paths and here we are again. <laughs> so I just wanted to jump in there and give some backstory. So you spent a lot of time in New York and then you were drawn to Seattle. That's right. I, you know, as I became more of a student and practitioner of energy healing, New York City was just too much for me. Me too. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we moved out here to just have more nature um, in our lives. Like right now I'm staring at Mount Rainier from my mm -hmm. window. So that alone is, has been, you know, really grounding. Um, so so yeah, that that was the the catalyst for our move is just like um, needing more space and more nature. Mm -hmm. You're you're a fantastic energy healer. We've had many sessions, and actually, we had treatments before I started this podcast to open up my throat chakra and do like some really intense work because I was literally like afraid. Like there was this deep primal fear in me to like speak my truth and to you know, start this. And so you really helped me. You helped me in so many ways <laughs> and support me in so many ways. But I know that you look at energy healing as sort of an antidote to the digital age you've, you've said before, and just the, the benefits of it are just limitless. Do you, do you want to talk about like what you actually do, how you work with, with energy? Um, and, the benefits that you've seen so far in doing that? Yeah. It's very hard to say how I work with it. Um, and I need to preface too, because you're not going to say it, but you're super intuitive. You're, you're super clairaudient. And I think clairsentient, right? Like you sent, you, you feel. Um, I would say my, actually my main Claire is clairvoyant. Um, oh, Okay. I can I can see energy from time to time, usually not on command, but yeah. <laughs> energy pops into my consciousness when I'm least expecting it usually. But yes, thank you for saying that. I am beginning to own that part of me more and more, you know, the more experienced practitioner I become. Uh, because that is that is a big piece of the puzzle when I work with someone. I have many techniques that I use, and I use muscle testing to sort of pinpoint different energetic imbalances. But there, there are so many different ways to work with energy that I have to rely on my intuition to find a path through all of those different options. Mm -hmm. So a session with me could look a lot of different ways. I, I work with all the major energy systems, the chakras, the meridians, the radiant circuits. I love doing grid work, which is something that you have experienced. Mm -hmm. um, very intense. Very intense. I would almost call it like a, not quite a soul retrieval the way that it's known, but something like that, like going back and healing energetic trauma, correct? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So just to give a little background, you know, there, there are nine energy systems, just like the body, the physical body has different systems. So the grid is like your, your basic foundation. It's like the uh, steel girders holding a building together. And Mm -hmm. it's pretty common to have a, a broken grid that can happen from trauma, And it depends on, you know, the person, it could be a major trauma or a a small trauma. I mean, I had one of, one of my grids broke from just like an argument I had with my mom as a teenager, because that's how fragile I was where I started working on myself. So it's common to have that. But if you think about it in terms of, you know, a building holding itself together, if you have a fracture in one of those girders, it doesn't matter how much, you know, how much new construction (laughs) goes into the building. It doesn't matter how many massages you get or the foundation won't hold. The foundation doesn't hold. So, so grid work is really important to me because I, I feel like it's just the fundamental putting yourself back together so that you can be whole and ready for whatever other treatments need to come your way. You've also worked with uh, one patient specifically who was receiving traditional, uh, treatment for an illness. I forget it wasn't cancer, but what, Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I had incredible experience over the last year working with a kid at Seattle children's hospital, um, while he received treatment. And so essentially that, that is proof that, energy healing is not meant to work as an isolated thing. It's, it's meant to coincide uh, with modern medicine, especially when you have something severe as cancer or pre-cancer or all of those chronic conditions. You know, I, I would never say don't go, <laughs> don't go yeah. see a doctor. Energy healing works best when in conjunction when, with in conjunction. Western. Mm. Exactly. Because, you know, we, we have come really far with modern medicine. It's best used in emergency situations. You know, if mm-hmm. you, you need like a surgical intervention, that's where modern medicine is incredible. But Eastern and Western medicine can really support one another in amazing ways. And a lot of what I do it basically build up a, a person's uh, resilience if they do need to go in for a surgery or chemotherapy or something like that, their body is better able to withstand it because it's energetically strong. The energy body is basically energetic imbalances are the precursors to physical or emotional manifestations. Yes. Yeah. So you always want to start with the energy and look for the root of the issue. Right. Because by the time something has manifested as an illness and physical, it's already been the seed was planted and germinating and created in the in the energetic body. Exactly. So yeah. to speak. And a lot of times with only Western medicine, we only focus on the physical. And I feel like just beat our bodies to death. Like we put our, our bodies through such torture sometimes trying to heal, trying to heal and like hard nosing it or whatever. And 
Yeah, I feel like energetic energetic healing and energy medicine is, yeah. I mean, you have to bring the two together to work in conjunction. It's not about uh, getting rid of one or what have you. Right. And, and, you know, to that point, energy healing is really best used as a preventive tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like... Don't don't wait to visit your friendly neighborhood energy healer when you're really <laughs> sick. Do it now um, so they can teach you how to stay strong and resilient mm-hmm. um, so that you can avoid the major disaster down the road. Yeah, Western medicine, its major fault is that it addresses symptoms rather than core issues much of the time. Mm-hmm. So that is a way that energy healing sort of fills in the gaps. Yeah. And I feel like that's a really, I think that a lot of us on the more spiritual side can tend to look at um, healthcare system with disdain or look at it kind of negatively, but I'm starting to, to feel that maybe the answer is to, yeah, treat it that way where you know, if it gets to at that point and you do have symptoms, okay, treat the symptoms maybe there and have your own, that's why, you know, personal sovereignty and authority is so important because I feel like when you're there and they're, they're giving you sort of the script of the system that they need to, I was just in an emergency room with someone and this like came over me because I, I haven't been in hospitals very often, but I could see so clearly the, the medical system operating through this doctor and through the nurses, like there were so many check boxes that had to be gone through and, yeah. you know, bases covered and et cetera. But the whole time, like the issue that we were there for with this person I knew was probably just fluke nutrition thing. Like it was literally something and not once did they ask, what's your lifestyle like? Yeah. What are you, what's your diet like? Or, or what have you, you know, what have you, what are you going through in your life right now? So yeah. I feel like at this point until, cause it is transitioning. I feel like at this point, that is a great balance that we can strike is having the, having, yeah, the, the energetic and the physical side, but like being able to discern what is best for ourselves, you That's know, and, and, and how to use the tools on each side, but not to just totally go into a rabbit hole of, only, you know, where you may have this, this, this wrong, you got to get all these tests done because that even plants, it was kind of disturbing. I have to admit it because <laughs> there were like seeds that were planted that could have been planted about all of these other problems that were way more advanced. And guess what would take way more tests and way more treatment. Anyway, right. I'll get off of that. But <laughs> yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's best for us to just really approach the medical system that is in the process of changing like all other institutions with love and with benevolence and just be really grateful that it is there. But, all, you know, viewing it in a way that what is the most, how can it benefit me the most, you know, in that benevolent way and not get, get wrapped up in it in the wrong ways. I don't know. Yeah, no, um, that's, that's totally right. And that's what I was going to say. There's plenty of things to get upset about regarding our medical system in this country in particular, yeah. but it's always great to focus on solutions and on the, the positive aspects 
and try not to get too wrapped up in all the things that are wrong because we'll just drive ourselves crazy. <laughs> yeah. And just to focus on the health, mm-hmm. not, not sickness. That's right. Um, you know, that's the major difference between Eastern and Western medicine in Asian cultures, at least before they became Westernized. You would pay your doctor to keep you healthy, and then you would stop paying your doctor when you got sick. I mean, <laughs> what a revolutionary idea, right? <laughs> so, yes, I, I guess the, the takeaway is work on your health now. Um, yes. And there are so many very simple things that you can do. I mean, the energy medicine that I teach, and I give all of my clients exercises to take home with them so that they can work on themselves. It's also simple. Um, it's so simple. So, you know, for anyone out there listening that feels like energy healing and alternative medicine in general is, is difficult or time-consuming or ineffective, um, just give it a chance. Try out a couple of things um, and see for yourself how easy it is um, mm-hmm. to make these energetic adjustments. The easiest one, if you want to share, what about a, a hookup like for grounding is so helpful. Yeah. So hookup is a, a Donna Eden exercise. And essentially you place one finger on your third eye and one finger on your belly button and you kind of push in with a medium pressure and pull upward. And you just hold that posture for, you know, you can hold it for a few minutes You can hold it for an hour and that will be incredibly (laughs) rejuvenating, but you'll eventually feel the need to yawn or take a deep breath. And that means that it's complete and it's done its work. And what a hookup does is it connects the central and governing meridians. And those are sort of like your energetic spine and all the other meridians plug into those. It's, it just, it brings you your right grounding and a sense of resiliency. Again, that's a word that I keep using, but that's really what energy medicine yeah. is for. So um, yeah, that's a really simple one. And the reason that this works is because energy follows your hands. You know, that's why Reiki works because your hands have uh, these chakras or these vortexes in them and the energy just follows. So um, it takes very simple gestures like that and intention, of course, can't underestimate intention. And and I was going to also just touch on that a bit when we were talking about Eastern versus Western medicine. And, you know, a lot of people think that it's really woo-woo to talk about um, the power of positive thinking and the Mm -hmm. power of intention. I I think that that is the most important thing for your health and well-being. Mm -hmm. Um, For those who do think that it's sort of ridiculous and woo-woo to talk about meditating away an illness, there's science behind that. Like, you know, one of my favorites right now is Dr. Joe Dispenza, Mm -hmm. his work. He is a great example of someone who came from the Western medicine field and he shattered his spine and decided to opt out of surgery, was told that he would not just never walk again, but never get out of his hospital bed again Mm -hmm. without a surgical intervention 
And he said no. And he began meditating and he spent a few months in his hospital bed just meditating. And he walked off of that bed after a few months because just visualizing his spine piecing itself back together is what worked for him. So he is a pioneer in mind-body medicine and Mm -hmm. worth worth reading. You Are the Placebo is probably one of my favorite books of his. Yeah. And you can even, there's plenty of YouTube videos with him speaking as well. He was on, he was also on the documentary, what the bleep do we know? Mm -hmm. You kind of see him with a lot of like quantum healing and metaphysical discussions. And yeah, he's incredible um, and does tons of research. That's what I love. Yeah. He is from the Western tradition. So he's able to kind of bring together the more empirical data Mm-hmm. and scientific method into these, you know, more energetic and quantum fields or phenomena, I should say. I love it when people do that because it's in a, then it's like, okay, well, here's, you know, proof, I'm air right. quoting, um, <laughs> that these things work. But right. uh, yeah, his work is incredible, highly recommended. I know that you were, before we've had a conversation about how how beneficial energy healing can be for the younger generation right now mm-hmm. and the the overwhelm and the overload that they feel and and floating does go does work into that as well but if you wanted to kind of speak to that um I know that's a big passion of yours it's important to me to introduce a self healing to new generations um because they're going to be the great spiritual teachers when they are days. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really exciting to think about the kids being born right now. You know, we're seeing a lot more of the indigo children and the crystal children and the opalescent children. Yeah. <laughs> like all of these, all the spectrum, <laughs> the whole spectrum. And these kids are choosing to incarnate at this time because they're going to be the ones that heal the world. Mm-hmm. So being able to even work with um, millennials, mm-hmm. uh, of which I am an elder millennial. As we, um, yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> but um, even that generation, like kind of being able to lead them toward this path is a big passion of mine because, you know, they're – there are the the people who have been doing this for a long time, the older generations of of healers, and that's I'm I'm not that interested in working with them because it's like preaching to the choir. I'm really yeah. interested in shifting the paradigm for for a new generation, and getting back to the discussion about like the science behind this. I think that it's really important to have the the scientific studies and people like Dr. Joe Dispenza, another uh, great resource is Dr. Valerie Hunt, who did a lot of work on the auric field for UCLA. Mm. It's disheartening when people um, write off energy healing as not being scientific or being pseudoscience or fraudulent. It's like, well, you just haven't done the research, obviously, because- right. It exists. The proof exists. There have yeah. been many legit scientists who have studied these things and who have written scientific papers about these things. So 
you're just not looking hard enough <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't believe that. And I think that's also like going by the wayside. We really are like, it just hit me. It's hitting me recently how transitional of a space we're in, because I think about millennial, the millennial generation and, you know, the ones coming up even after them and us, I mean, we're kind of faced with this, there's the expectations of how your life would go or the services that you would use or the institutions you would be part of or, or move through. Those are quite literally like not even choices anymore, you know, for whatever it may be, your life, your health, your career. And I feel like we're in this space where it's like, well, what the F do we do? (laughs) You know, like what are the options? And so I feel like, yeah, part of, I mean, I know both of our intentions is to bring forth salute, not solutions, but modalities and things that can be used. Cause I think that, yeah, the younger generation, it's kind of like up to us to not maybe like not install new systems, but just co-create them as we go along in this more organic way. That's what I feel like needs to happen anyway. You know what I mean? It's not like, okay, these need to go away or um, totally change form as they are now, but it's, it's like, let's bring in all of these different, it's very quantum. (laughs) I don't have words. It's very metaphysical and very quantum. And the more that we learn about consciousness Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like the more that we mimic organic consciousness and how source energy works, that's how we're going to live from now on. So I love that energy healing and just talking about energy and talking about those alternate forms of taking care of yourself and being healthy and being resilient is really, really important and really beneficial for the new generation or the younger generation. Yeah. And I also want to just say, you know, you, you, you talked about the quantum field. So yeah, the truth is we live in this quantum field of potentials, right? So anything is possible. Mm -hmm. There isn't just one possibility at any given moment. There are millions of possibilities and what, drives our choices to to choose which reality we want to live in and what we believe is possible that's our consciousness that drives us and so so that's like a a complicated way of saying like anything is possible yeah (laughs) (laughs) my message then to you know young people is that it's really as simple as choosing a positive thought and a positive intention And the more you do that, the more you sort of participate in this morphogenic field of positive intentions, right? The more people that are putting those out there into the universe, the more this field expands and touches other souls and other consciousness is. (laughs) And then we'll all see it. Yeah, we'll we'll all see it. I'll just briefly talk about one of my favorite stories that has to do with morphogenic fields 
is the 100th monkey study. Yes. Um, Ken Keys. So I just think that this is like a very adorable way to illustrate how morphogenic fields work. The, the study of Emo, this little monkey on an island, I believe somewhere in the South Pacific, who started washing her sweet potatoes before she ate them, right? And then all of the other monkeys on the island started learning this behavior from her because it, they probably taste it better or whatever the reason. So they all started washing their sweet potatoes in the ocean before eating them. And so then that behavior reaches what is called a critical mass, right, or a tipping point. And so they created this morphogenic field of this behavior. And then suddenly other monkeys on other islands were doing the same thing. They had never met this original group of monkeys. There was no contact with them. There was no learning the behavior. It was just in the consciousness. So I just think that that's incredible. And and so I, I also just want to, again, reiterate that it's very simple to put those positive intentions out there. And that, that act is doing... Um, a profound thing, you know, raising the vibration of the individual right. and the collective at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't make it hard. Do, right? <laughs> we're here to raise the vibration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The only thing that really makes it, and I mean, I do want, want to interject when it does seem, because I, God, I've been there. I still dip in sometimes where it seems like that is difficult to have a positive thought. I mean, hell, I've been there this week, you know, for a minute, like, and and who's to say why? I mean, upbringing and, you know, patterning and programming and, and um, trauma and cycles of depression, you know, really, I agree with you. And I think that it really is that simple. I don't think it's as complicated as I need to go to therapy for years and years and really dig into what happened to me and et cetera mm -hmm. and start blaming people. And sure. start blaming other things. That's really not, it really is as simple as just start to feel better. I'm just now, I'm late to the game, but I'm just now getting into the Abraham Hicks material, mm -hmm. as I've told you. And it, it speaks truth because it's so pure and it's so simple and good. It, I think it really is that simple. I think we tend to make things a little too complicated. And I think you're right. It, it really is just have more positive thoughts and feel, do something that just have a thought that just feels a little better. Yes. And, you know, of course, doing that inner work is so important and releasing those old traumas is so important. That's when it's great to, to do energy healing. But I would also just like invite everybody to reframe this idea that it's hard that, that that in and of itself is a story uh -huh. <laughs> that like being positive all the time is hard because we're programmed a different way yeah how about you choose the possibility that it is not hard actually yeah <laughs> and and again one of the most simple and profound ways to get there and and to change your mindset is a gratitude practice Mm -hmm. it, it's the ultimate way to shift out of negative thinking and into positive thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Abraham Hicks is, is great. And I love how, well, we've had this discussion recently, Abraham Hicks developed 
a map of consciousness, much like Dr. Hawkins' map of consciousness. And so I love seeing the parallels between this spiritual entity and the messages that they are passing down to humanity and scientists, Dr. David Hawkins, who, Mm -hmm. and it's a very similar concept that, you know, a scale of vibration from despair to ultimate joy, bliss, and can't necessarily get from despair to joy bliss in in one moment Mm -hmm. there is you know but you can take it step by step so you can go from despair to anger to hopefulness you know and and work your way gradually to where you want to be I yeah so we've both been very influenced and inspired by Dr. David Hawkins work he developed the consciousness scale through what was his work in? I mean, it, it, I wouldn't call it spiritual, even though he's considered a spiritual teacher. I mean, he was, uh, um, he was a medical doctor. Yes. Yes. I mean, I actually am embarrassed to say I've forgotten much of his background. <laughs> I know me too. It doesn't matter. The work is there. So he developed, um, he uses, he used kinesiology, um, which is muscle testing to test the consciousness of all things and developed the the consciousness scale and again like we couldn't just simply discuss his work or or sum it up because it's so profound and um but i would say power versus force is one of the the main books to maybe get some theory behind it that's one of the most important books Mm -hmm. that i have read yeah it's it's incredible. And it goes into detail about the scale of consciousness and, yeah. and how he developed it, um, yeah. which is also very interesting. So, so he found a way to quantify consciousness of people, places, um, historical events, books. Mm-hmm. In fact, a favorite tidbit of mine is that when he wrote Power Versus Force, he made sure that every word of every page of that book was a high level of consciousness and truth. So he tested every single word that he was mm-hmm. writing, which is mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah. And you feel that. You feel the power of that. You really and do. When you mm-hmm. read it, you feel that this knowing that this is truth. Yeah. Know? It's like crystal clear. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to um, give some brief introduction or, you know, introduce people to his work because yeah, I feel that you're right. You see it in, you see that mimicked the consciousness scale mimic mimicked in many other sources, whether it be a channel or, you know, an entity. Yeah. Things that feel really high, high consciousness are sort of moving along the scale from, and yeah, we can't expect to go from despair to joy, enlightenment and peace. (laughs) Like, in a day, we may not even, and we're, we're moving up and down the scale every day mm-hmm. throughout, or throughout our entire lives. But the idea is to, yeah, make incremental steps. Yes. Make incremental steps. And again, I, I think a really important key to that is gratitude. Focusing yes. on what, what is going well for you, because you can always find something and it can be really, really simple, but the There's fact that we have sunshine today is making me so happy. <laughs> Being in Seattle. Exactly. Exactly. I'm in a warm house right now. 
Yeah. Uh, I have food in my fridge. I have, you know, just yep. the basics. You can always find something. You know, that's just a, a way to sort of shift from that lower energy to something more positive. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the younger generation is has maybe more of a handle. Maybe they aren't going to be as indoctrinated as we were in the in you know the old ways, the old really they, it just feels really stagnant the world that we were kind of indoctrinated with. I don't know. I'm just going off on a tangent now. <laughs> so as far as a great way to support one's evolution and high conscious, higher consciousness and raising a vibration, we both have what's called focused life force energy in our house. Fluffy. Fluffy, <laughs> affectionately known as Fluffy. So this is actually a company. It's a they call themselves, you know, it's it's business as a spiritual practice, very high conscious company, and it's run by their names are very similar, but they are not. They they met late in life. Um, Jeff Stegman and Clayton Stedman actually started this company. I believe one is an engineer, and the other was a spiritual like consciousness life coach. And so what they do, they're actually developed a machine that uses quantum entanglement to hook into your property or your cell phone and bring it up to on the on the Hawkins scale 560 which is a very high vibration very high it's love essentially the the essence of of pure love so what this does is they it helps support your own evolution And we don't, I mean, it's very mysterious the way that it works. I definitely suggest, you know, go find, go to their website and there's tons and tons of information and videos and webinars, but we have, we've had it on our homes for what, two years now? Yeah, a couple of years. And um, while I am the last person to try to explain how the technology works, I can say what it feels like. Yes. I can, I can say what my experience has been with it, which is that I immediately felt when it, like the moment it was turned on, I felt a, just a sense of well-being and happiness. My wife said that she felt her crown chakra just shoot open (laughs) the moment (laughs) that it was turned on. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, since then, yeah, we have enjoyed general well-being in our home. We People always say that our house feels really joyful and, and comfortable, and I attribute that to this focused life force energy. Our plants grow like crazy. Yes. <laughs> we attract all of these wonderful, like, hummingbirds and, and butterflies and things that we didn't have before. So, um, you know, it just mm-hmm. has this incredible effect of just creating – a really high conscious space. Yeah, um, supportive a, environment. A supportive environment. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. So again, it's hard to describe what it is and what's happening because it is quantum physics, but yeah. you will tell the difference. So so it is a recommendation and they do free trials. Mm-hmm. So you can try it. Yeah, that's a great way to support your, your growth. As yeah. Well. I just, I suggest people even just try it out. They do a 14 day free trial on either your property or your phone. And they're sending you also 
emails throughout that time to that are very informative and you know because it's a good idea your your body you can go through a detox and so oh, you're supposed to be drinking tons and tons of water <laughs> yeah that really happened with you guys for sure <laughs> Uh, mine was like, I instantly that day, I just felt lighter. I had been in a bit of a heavy place and I just instantly felt something lift. And I was, I just remember feeling like, oh, things are going to be okay. And I had this like weird feeling. It was like, yeah, I just need to drink lots and lots and lots of water and flush myself out kind of thing. And since then, I mean, that could really be, that's a turning point in my life for sure. Cause it just helped support my, my growth, my inner growth and my spiritual growth from there. Yeah. I actually just submitted my application to be a referral partner. So, oh, cool. <laughs> so some point soon I will have affiliate links on the site, which is not like I get a lot of money. It's basically just, I believe in it so much. And I think like after a handful of referrals, I get mine for my account for free. It's not like a money maker, just to you know confirm that. But I am really excited to work in partnership with them because it's something I believe in so much. I actually I don't have you know have my own home that I live in right now. We're staying with family, so I tried out the I think it's called Everywhere. So it's on my cell phone, and that was actually a different experience for me because it's with you wherever you go, and. I started noticing just in the first week that I turned that on, you're working in tandem with it. It doesn't just, it's not causal. It's not like doing things, you know, all for you. It's, it's supportive. Um, so I had good intentions as well, but I could just tell that like people were treating me a little differently. Like they were just really nice to me. And I, I think they even say something it's like, it helps cause you have like a, essentially like an, an a field around you. And it, it helps deflect others like negative energy towards you in a way. It sounds like a force field and it kind of is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely noticed a big, a big difference. So I would highly recommend anyone go check them out. I believe it's flfe.net. Yeah, just do the free trial and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they have EMF protection. I wanted to mention I that. They just... just... <laughs> They just added this extra uh, program perk. Um, yeah, it they they developed the technology to also counteract the effects of electromagnetic frequencies, which is a really big deal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so for like sensitives and empaths out there that are really affected by EMF frequencies, this is huge. Yes, EMFs are no joke. I won't go like negative about it because there are things that you can do like fluffy but in case people don't know this um there are a thousand times more emfs allowed in our country than in other countries 10 million more than what's naturally found in nature so this is causing some chaos in our energy fields and it's hard to stay grounded as many um, practices as you can do for yourself that help, you know, thwart those effects, the better off you're going to be. And, and that just gets back to like building your resiliency. So there's always going to be stuff like that coming at us, mm -hmm. the environmental stressors. 
and that's why we need to like really focus on being grounded and being whole and strong and having those supportive force fields around us. Yeah. Whether it's fluffy or you're, you're super strong, you know, auric field. So yes, I just want to stress the importance of figuring out how to counteract those things. And there are other ways too, you know, um, in energy medicine, we spoon our feet <laughs> to yeah. stay grounded. That's a super simple exercise that you can do. If you take just a regular spoon, the, the composite of the metal replicates the electrons on the surface of the earth. So um, rubbing a spoon along the soles of your feet is very nourishing and nurturing and, and calming. So I recommend doing that in the winter months when you can't mm -hmm. go and just put your bare feet on the ground because obviously that's that's the best way to do it. Right. Um, get out there and earth yourself. Mm -hmm. You can also do things like put some some hematite on your cell phone you can um, use any of those dark stones as protection from shungite your devices shungite's a great one black tourmaline is a great one i have a little flat piece of hematite taped to my cell phone at all times and that counteracts the emfs Mm -hmm. So, and you can muscle test that if, if you know how to muscle test, it's actually fascinating. Your cell phone does weaken you, but then if you put, <laughs> if you put a stone on it um, uh -huh. or turn on fluffy, then it, it keeps you strong when you're holding on to your cell phone, because unfortunately we, we probably can't live without them. Right. Right. <laughs> it does make it a benevolent object for sure. Yeah. Like yeah. putting the fluffy on it. It feels that way anyway. We've discussed lots of things, but I did want to touch on floating. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, I would love to talk about floating. So so as we're talking about how to take care of yourself, obviously meditation is great. I got into floating because I was a meditator, but I was looking for a way to deepen that practice. As you know, at this point, my house is surrounded by distractions. <laughs> so even if I were to sit in meditation, I would probably have a snoring dog or like, something <laughs> going on. So the idea of being in a sensory deprivation space um, was really appealing. So floating is also known as sensory deprivation therapy. It's where you get into a pod or a tank or a pool. Everybody has a slightly different facility and you float in salt water, um, a really dense concentration of salt water. So you're totally buoyant. You can't drown. Mm -hmm. You can opt to do it with some ambient music to help elicit a meditative state, or you can do it in total silence and darkness, which um, actually allows your brain to shift into theta brainwave state, which is this really beautiful combination of relaxation and creative thinking. So mm. theta is the state that you're in just before you fall asleep and just before you wake up. And it's impossible to stay in that state for very long because you either fall asleep or you wake up. So most right. people, it's it's a very fleeting brainwave. So so you're you're lucky if you can maintain it for a few minutes, right? But in a, a float tank or a float pod, or you're able to maintain that state for the duration of your float. And it's incredible. It's it's great for your your mind and your physical body. So yes, that is something that I've become really passionate about. I'm a healer, but I see 
um, managing a float spa is facilitating healing in just a different way. Um, totally. Because I think that if everybody floated, the world would be a better place. Yeah. <laughs> it's so calming. It's just great for getting yourself into a more positive headspace. Yeah. Which is what we've kind of been talking about this whole time. Yeah. I was going to say like managing managing your own energetic like resonance or something. That's what it does for me. So I just floated at your facility yesterday. So it's fresh on my mind. <laughs> but um, what I get out of it for sure, it's it's cleansing it is the first time I went in, I just kept thinking of like how alchemical it is because, you know, an alchemy salt is the body. Mm. And I love how it feels like you are dissolved. You know, it puts you in this state where you're not concerned with your body and holding it upright or holding it in a, it's hard to describe, but you're just not concerned with your body. And yeah. It's, it's, um, just pure, it's just you in there. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's you with you. Yeah. And that may even be why, you know, not everyone is comfortable with that, but I think it's important to be comfortable with that, (laughs) of course. But yeah, cleansing and just, my God, it's like getting a massage because that much magnesium, you're getting super dose of magnesium into your body. I've never slept better mm-hmm. after that. It's great for insomnia. Yeah. So there's generally around 1500 pounds of Epsom salt in each pool. Yeah. You know how beneficial like an Epsom salt bath is where you put like maybe a couple of cups in there. Mm -hmm. So so this is a mega dose and that magnesium just releases muscle tension and obviously it detoxifies your body. So there's so many incredible benefits, Mm -hmm. physical as well as, as mental yeah, I feel like it definitely goes along with like an inner, it's like an energetic cleanse. That's how I treat it. Yeah. You know? I like to go in during or before a new moon, especially to just like cleanse out what needs to, you know, to dissolve before things are seated again or reborn again, you know, in yeah. a manner of speaking. <laughs> That's a great strategy. I I like to float when I have like a a problem or a dilemma that I'm trying to solve because I find that being in that sensory deprivation environment um, does allow me to get to a point where I can have like a, a discourse with my higher self and it is very clear and the messages that come through are much more clear than if I were to just sit in meditation. Agreed. Yeah. It's, it's, a for- not to use the term force, but it is, you know, a forced meditation. There's no yeah. way you can't not be meditating. <laughs> right. So it's actually great, a great practice, you know, to, if you're having a hard time with traditional meditation, it's a great practice to see like what, you know, your, your brain waves and how your body uh, responds to that. Um, yeah, man, we've, <laughs> we've covered a lot. There's a lot of, I have a whole list of links I have to put in because there's so much information. That's why I love you, among other reasons. (laughs) I I try to just spew out as much as I can if given the opportunity. (laughs) Well, if if people want to connect with you, for one, if you're in Seattle, Washington, they can come to Life Float in South Lake Union neighborhood. And how can people connect with you online? Yes, you can reach me through my website 
energymedicineseattle.com. I have to be honest, I haven't updated my website in years. It's something I'm not good at. (laughs) But I am taking on clients. So you can contact me through the website. I just can't promise there's any updated information on there other than how to get in touch with me. Okay, Megan. Well, until we do this next time, which I'm sure we will. Thank you so much. hope so. Thank (laughs) you so much. This was so fun. Yeah. I think I'll keep doing it. (laughs) You're very good at it. You should. Thank you. (laughs) All right. We'll take care and we will see you next time. All right. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed our lively conversation with tons of resources to keep you busy for weeks. To get a full list of all the resources mentioned, be sure to check out the show notes at tristadedman.com under podcast. I also want to mention that this podcast is supported by a group of benevolent beings through Patreon. Patrons receive a monthly astrological forecast as well as ongoing readings from me. If you're curious about becoming a supporter for as little as $5 a month and join me in this form of energy exchange, please visit patreon.com slash liberate yourself to find out more. Thanks for listening, everyone, and as always, take care out there.